your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to this Wednesday evening episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So I've been teasing this for about, I don't know, a week, week and a half now. Um, we're fi- we are finally joined by newest Penguin, Brock McGinn. He's the first Penguin player to come on to the Locked On Penguins podcast. It's been something that I've been wanting to do um, ever since I took this over um, in September of 2019. I'm glad I can finally do this now. Uh, first off, Brock, before we get into all the uh, interesting questions, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Just uh, got back from dinner at my parents, so I uh, was there with my brother, his wife, uh, my fiance, and my grandparents. So it was a good family dinner. So enjoying a nice day here out on the lake. That's that's awesome. Of course, you know. Also, welcome to Pittsburgh. You know, I'm sure you've been getting that um, a lot recently. You know, just to um, start off, I guess you know, just obviously, I'm sure you got plenty of offers from a bunch of other teams. You know, just what about the Penguins stood out? during free agency than maybe the average person couldn't see. Yeah, I think just um, like I've said, I think before it's uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins organization. I think it's held to a certain standard and everybody around the league knows it's an A-class um, organization. So um, when looking at teams, I, I didn't want to go to a team where I didn't have a chance to win a cup. So I think um, Pittsburgh has a chance every single year and um, I want to do my best to come try and help uh, – city of pittsburgh win another stanley cup yeah i mean this is you know this is definitely towards the end of their uh window excuse me obviously because they've won uh the three stanley cups in 09 16 and 17 but you know they're they're gonna be in win now probably until sid and gino call it quits but yeah man i mean this is this was always a big signing for the team especially because you know they lost jared mccann and brandon tanev in expansion to Seattle, um, the team was just—they were worried that they were going to take McCann in expansion. They ended up trading him to Toronto, but then you know the Leafs lost him um, anyway. Um, but just you know, a couple other ones that I also had um, some other di- just different questions, I guess. You know, who would you say that you modeled your game after when you were playing hockey growing up? Uh, I think for myself, I think I grew up um, idolizing my brothers. So I think uh, just having all three of us play and uh, just growing up watching their career, I think um, I tried to take a little bit of both of their styles of play and I think uh, mold that into one. So um, just growing up, I think I watched every single one of their games uh, on the couch with my parents and grandparents. So um, I got to watch a lot of hockey and um, I think I always looked up to to them as a player and uh, just wanted to reached the same goals that they did. So um, fortunately, all three of us had the chance to play in the NHL and all get to play against each other. So um, that's something special that uh, we can all say that we worked uh, together to achieve. Yeah, you know, I always loved watching your brothers as well. And, you know, funny you should bring that up because one of the listener questions that I had here was, um, are there any, do you have any favorite funny or embarrassing stories that you can share um, about your brothers uh, playing hockey or growing up with that? Uh, I don't know about like, Funny and stuff, but I think just growing up, we always had laughs and stuff out in the backyard. I think um, there's obviously some funny stories of just playing in the snow and stuff happening out on the ice, but uh, there's not too many funny 
ones that I can think of right now, but um, there's definitely a lot of situations where we had a blast and there's definitely some laughs growing up. That's for sure. Yeah. You know, I, I can totally imagine that, you know, speaking of brothers as well, you know, you came uh, from Carolina where obviously Jordan Stahl was there who every penguin fan knows around here with what he did in 2009 with the Stanley cup. I mean, they don't win that cup without him with how amazing he was. I don't think you will find a penguins fan here that will say a bad thing about Stahl, even though um, they tried to sign him into an extension. He ended up wanting to go play with his brother, Eric, that happened before um, Eric was traded to New York. Just, can you talk about you know just Jordan Stahl as a player um, and as a leader real quick because um, I definitely think that uh, the fan base deep down misses him, but I always I'll always have a soft uh, soft place in my heart for him with what he did in the early years of Sid and Gino and just watching him now, um, he's still the same player that I remember. Yeah, I don't think you'll ever find anybody who will say a bad thing about Jordo. I think. Um, He's just a natural leader. He's just a big guy out on the ice. And he plays the, a complete hockey game. He'll be in the defensive zone and offensive zone. He's just um, someone you look up to just even on the ice and off the ice. The way him and um, his family is, they are just um, such nice, humble people where they make um, you feel so comfortable around them. And I can honestly say that I am glad to say that I can call him a great friend. Yeah, I mean, he was. I, I, I go back and watch all these videos of just him and Sid and Gino just, you know, la- laughing it up on the team in the early, the late 2000s. And then just I'll always watch his goal when he deked around Rafalski in game four of the final against Detroit. I'll always say that it was probably the most important goal of that playoff run because with the way that game was going, um, they were about to go down three games to one. But, you know, it, it always makes me happy to see that he's just, he's still kicking butt to this day. And again, man, you're you're not going to find a Penguins fan say anything bad about him. And you know, a lot of times the Penguins fans, you know, when players will leave on, you know, some kind of interesting terms, you know, they'll kind of hold grudges. I mean, for the longest time, they had it with Yarmir Yager. I've never really understood that, just because he's one of the all-time greats in this franchise's history. And when it's all said and done, he's going to have his number retired once he ever stops playing. Who knows when um that's going to be? Here, here's an interesting one for you. You know, that I was I was thinking about. You know. Um, I think Penns fans, we all know too well about just, you know, hockey player superstitions, but mainly Sidney Crosby's. I mean, I think he's talked about this in numerous articles, um, videos about how um, he's just been doing the same thing uh, since he was, I think, in Bantam or Pee Wee. Um, it, it's just, you know, even if you watch him in the final, um, he'll point to where a player has to stand when he touches um, the trophy when they win the Eastern Conference final because if they don't do that, they're not going to win it. So do you have any of those superstitions? And if so, how long have you been um, doing them? No, I'm definitely not uh, very superstitious, <sighs> like tying a left skate before a right skate or anything like yeah. that. But um, I eat the same thing before games. I probably try and take uh, the exact uh, same nap every day at the same time. Uh, but other than that, when I get to the rink, I think I'm – pretty easy going and just uh want to go out there and play and um not let uh some superstitions uh affect that so that's no, so- not very super that sounds a lot like honestly you know brandon tanev who used to be here he didn't really look like someone who had a lot of superstitions and then he just go out there and just wreak havoc on literally any of the opposition so um i love that answer i also got a lot of requests for everyone saying to thank you for scoring that Game seven goal against Washington. You know, obviously Penguins fans do not like Washington um, and have not since Alex Ovechkin 
um, came into the league. You know, th- this one um, comes from the Pengu- Locked On Penguins Twitter account as well. Obviously, you've played the Penguins so much over your career, and you've been in Carolina for so many years now. Um, if there, can you give me like one player on the team who was the toughest to play against when you were on Carolina? Uh, yeah, I think you just you gotta go to Crosby there. I yeah. think um, he's just so strong and powerful on his skates. He's so hard to get the puck off of, and um, it's like he's got eyes in the back of his head. He can just make a play out of nothing, and you you'll just your jaw drops. It's just it's incredible watching the things that he can do. So every time that um, we played them, you're obviously having your eyes open for where he's on the ice, but um, just. He's a 200-foot player who's so strong and powerful, and uh, he just is an awesome person to look up to and uh, play. Yeah, I mean, he's I – mean, I don't have to tell you. I mean, he's obviously been the face of the Penguins ever since he came into the league. Um, I'll always say, you know, when Sid is down low, good luck stopping him. I'll, I I don't know if you've watched the clip of him uh, just owning Jason Spezza behind the net in the 2010 Stanley Cup playoffs um, against Ottawa. Um, but it is—it's a sight to behold, and he's—he's he's been doing that so many times ever since. I mean, he was doing it to Columbus in 2017 when um, they won that series in five games to win their second back-to-back championship. It's just—you said it best, you know. When he has the puck, good luck giving it, getting it off him. And you know, I always say, you know, sit down low. It's just—it's not fair. And his hand-eye coordination—it's just. I think ridiculous at this point too. I'm trying to think here, what else, what to ask next? Because there's so many good ones that I honestly um, have here. Um, what's something the average fan watching on TV or in person doesn't realize about your role while you're playing? And this comes from one of my um, buddies, Nick. Um, something that uh, people might not know or see from not being on the ice is just how vocal you can be, and it's just. Uh, Lifting your guys up, say there's a bad shift or whatever. It's just how you bounce back, I think. Um, hockey is a game of mistakes. It's uh, just trying to limit them. So I think um, just being there for your teammates, It's you don't want anybody to be down. You just want to encourage people to go keep playing and just uh, they're there for a reason and um, just continue to be better. So I think um, whether it's in the dressing room or on the bench, it's you don't get to hear what uh, is going on on the ice. So I mm-hmm. think um, – there's a lot more talking on the ice than uh, a fan might hear in the crowd or on the TV. I think um, in every situation, everybody's talking before each face-off or during the play even, you might not hear them talking. And uh, I think that's just something that um, fans might not always hear from the stands or on TV. Before we do get back to the show with Brock McGinn, we do have to pause to talk about Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online and get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC action. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as baseball teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. You can head to the website or use your phone to sign up today and receive a 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts with the promo code locked on. Yeah, you know, you don't really, you know, uh, you said at best, you don't really hear what's going on in some of those conversations. The only one that I can think of that, I mean, Sid went public with this during the 2016 final was when, you know, they were setting up the game-winning play with Connor Sherry's OT goal against the Sharks. And he was telling everyone where to set up um, a tang to fake the shot, give it to Sherry, and then, you know, bullseye right in the net past Martin Jones. I, I wish we could get 
more of that, um, on, on, not even on a weekly basis, but on a nightly basis of just hearing, you know, what kind of plays um, some of these players um, come up with because it really is something just to just to see whenever it does come out. Here's a good one though, Brock. You know, obviously, you know, Pittsburgh, great hockey town, great fans. I mean, Steelers fans. I mean, football is obviously number one in this town, but hockey. Um, is right behind it more than ever. But what are you looking forward to the most about Pittsburgh that's not hockey-related? It's kind of hockey-related, but it's just um, such an incredible sports city with um, mm-hmm. the Pirates, the Steelers. So I think um, just going to visit uh, the ballpark or uh, going to see a Steelers game. Um, my mom's side of the family is huge Steelers fans, so they're very <laughs> excited. I know they've already got a trip booked down to – see a Penguins game and uh, a Steelers game one weekend. So I think just going to get around the city, just seeing what it all has to offer. And I think just having such a good sports city to live in, it's just so cool. And uh, to be able to go see other professional sports being played so close to you, it's uh, just a great thing to have. Mm -hmm. So which Steelers game are you actually going to with your family, just out of curiosity? Uh, I don't think I'm going. I just – my mom just told me that they are they already had their tickets booked. So I think it's um our home opener is the sixteenth and then mm-hmm. I think the Steelers play the night of the seventeenth, I believe. So I think they're going to that one. That's awesome. Yeah, that I mean that's a perfect weekend to come up for. You get to see um you and the team play and then they get to go to Heinz Field um to watch the Steelers play there. But yeah, I mean I'll also say this, um, Brock, you know, there's a lot of just great sightseeing places to go in Pittsburgh. I mean, there's so many great food places as well. I mean, the, the view once you go through the four pit tunnel for the first time, it's it's nothing it, people say that, you know, it's it's different in videos and it's different, you know, when you see pictures of it. But once you're actually going through it live, um, it's a completely um, different scenario. It's, it's it's honestly, I think, the best entrance to a city in the country. Um, sw- switching gears a little bit, though. Th- this one, I've always wanted to ask a player. Um, if you could have the chance to play against any player that is retired from the league right now, that is not Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, Gordy Howe, or Bobby Orr, uh, who would it be? Oof. <laughs> you got me thinking here. I think... Um... I grew up uh, an Alex Kovalev fan, yeah. so I think um, I think it'd be pretty cool as a as a kid. I think if I'd go back to my childhood, that's someone I I think I'd want to just go out and play and probably chase around because I probably couldn't get the puck from him. But um, <laughs> yeah, that'd that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, Kovalev. You know, obviously all Penguins fans know him. He had two stints here, and he was such a treat to watch. I was a bit too young at the time when he was first here. I think I was only. Well, back in the really early 2000s, three or four years old. And that was, excuse me, when he was in the like the full prime of his career. Then he came back um, in 2011 when the team, um, that was the year they played Tampa in the playoffs. And um, Sid and Gino were both out. Sid had his concussion problems and Gino had the torn ACL. But he was still playing like that 25, 26-year-old kid that I saw in videos and just, you know, highlights that i've seen so many times so that's a good answer you know i definitely didn't expect to hear that one i mean personally you know for me it would have been peter forsberg he was my favorite player growing up i've always had a soft spot for the avalanche too just for whatever reason i love watching him with mckinnon and landeskog and rantanen but um they also have a decorated history with so many great players to come through there but i like the kovalev answer quite a bit is there any player that 
you know, just looking at the team right now that you'd like to be on a line with, or are you just, you know, whatever Mike Sullivan says, you know, you're just going to go out there and um, play with whoever. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you can singly point out someone. I think if you look up and down the lineup, there's great hockey players throughout every single line. So I think um, I'm just going to try and come to Pittsburgh and wherever I'm playing, I'm going to try and bring my game, uh, bring energy and try and uh, help the team win any, any way I can. Yeah, I mean, it's that's a great answer. Um, that's I mean, I, I'm excited to see where you're going to slot in. I mean, I think they can play you anywhere in the lineup and you're going to have a great impact um, on a nightly basis, whether it's Sid line, Sid's line, excuse me, whether it's Gino's line, whenever he comes back from his most, most recent knee surgery, Jeff Carter's line or um, Teddy Bluger's line, because usually those are the, of course, those are the centers that they run when the team is fully healthy. Just scrolling through here, what else? A couple other ones that I do have. Who was the most influential just coach or teammate that you had growing up pre-NHL and then um, in the NHL just for both of them, I guess. I think um, just before the NHL, my coach was Scott Walker who Mm -hmm. uh, played for the Canes as well. And I think um, just his work ethic, I think uh, in junior, you're really trying to develop to be a pro. And I think uh, when he was coaching us, he definitely instilled the things that you need to do to become a pro and be a pro every single day. So um, for him, he'd be my coach uh, before the NHL. And then I got to go to Rod Brindamore in Carolina. I think um, when you see your coach in the gym and more than any player on your team and have the passion and the drive to win and help you in any way he can, I think he's just, instills the work ethic in you and he's the type of player that you want to play and work for again we have to pause in our talk with brock begin but don't worry it is for everyone's favorite bar which is built bar they have many delicious flavors there is something for everyone when you talk to a built bar fan they're definitely passionate about their favorites if you don't know some of them the orange flavor strawberry salted caramel double chocolate and of course my favorite the cookies and cream if you haven't tried all the flavors you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine flavors most of them have 17 to 18 grams of protein calories ranging from 130 to 180 only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs there's that offer you can go to built.com and use promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15 percent off your order that's promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at built.com yeah i've read so many articles man about you know just rod after the season and even during the season with carolina when i would be following them a little bit on a bunch of sports media websites about how uh, any player that comes there absolutely falls in love with him right away. I was so happy that they extended him there because I really think he has them um, coming pretty quickly to being a Stanley Cup contender. I mean, they're basically already there, um, even though, of course, with what happened against Tampa Bay. But yeah, I don't think, again, you know, it's same thing with what we talked about with Jordan Stahl earlier. You're probably not going to hear a bad word uttered about Rod Brindamore. I also just love the way he coaches both, you know, just systematically and tactically as well. You know, it honestly reminds me a little bit um, of Mike Sullivan in a way, which is how he'll just like to, again, you know, he just uses, you know, his system to just outbeat you time and time again. I do really like that answer. Um, I just, I, I've always honestly been a fan of watching Carolina, man. Um, they, they, uh, the storm surges. I mean, you you have that gif on Twitter of you clapping your hands above your head and then planting your stick right in the front of center ice. And I think all the players 
just going down. I mean, I, I think that's probably got to be one of my favorite storm surges that you guys did down there. Yeah, they're they're a lot of fun. I think the fans really enjoyed them, and uh, it made it it made our uh, pregame lunches a lot of fun. Uh, just sitting there <laughs> discussing what we were going to do that night if we won. So um, they're a lot of fun, and the fans definitely stuck around to see what we we're going to do next. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, just out of curiosity, just to follow up on that, uh, would it be everyone pitching in to come up with new ideas or was a lot of it like Justin Williams and a lot, some of the other veteran players um, who were there? Yeah, everybody would kind of chip in, but it'd be like, um, say, five of us uh, sitting at lunch every day at the table and kind of just discussing options or ideas. Then we'd kind of try and pull what was going on around that time say it was the super bowl or march madness mm -hmm. we try and pull ideas say it's halloween or and uh just try and make a theme out of it on what's going on in the real world at that time that's that's incredible so now do you plan on bringing bringing any of these ideas uh to the penguins with potentially talking uh sydney crosby evgeny malkin and the penguins leadership into this because i think that would be hilarious <laughs> yeah i don't know about that i don't know if the Canes might get jealous about that one, the fan base, but um, no, I don't know. I'm I'm coming in with an, an open mind and uh, just focus on uh, being myself and uh, maybe bringing some laughs to the dressing room and just bringing my work ethic to the ice. Yeah, you know, I, I'd love to be uh, just a, a fly on the wall, just he hearing you bring it up to the Penguins leadership and then just seeing what they would have to say, considering I'm sure they all know all about um, the storm surges, what would happen in Carolina? I think they'd have to come up with like a clever name uh, for the Penguins, because of course you know st storm surge, you know hurricanes. I mean, it, no, no one has to explain that to anybody. But uh, I, I'd just be more interested in just what the name would be um, for the Penguins, I, I, an ice age or, or something like that. I mean, I, I think it would be somewhere around those lines. And I'm sure the fans in PPG Paints Arena would eat it up like it's no tomorrow, to be honest. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just, you know, again, that would be so much fun. Uh, speaking of, you know, Penguins teammates, who has reached out to you so far about joining the team uh, that's not the coaching staff? I assume Sid has probably texted you, but, you know, has a bunch of others done the same as well? Yeah, there's a couple for sure, like Matheson and then Sid. They've all just been um, very welcoming, just asking if um, I needed any help on finding mm -hmm. a place to live and just giving me areas where most of the guys live. So I think um, they've all been very welcoming and just asking me if I needed any help from them or if there's anything that they could do to help me transition moving to Pittsburgh easier for me. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's, that, that's Sid for you all. I mean, he he will always be someone that does this. I mean, I've read countless stories about how he's honestly always the first to text a new teammate or a new coach or a new someone, whoever is hired within the organization to just wish them well and just you know, welcome them and just ask them if they need anything. So, you know, Sid doing that, uh, Brock, it, it does not surprise me in the slightest. He's one of the classiest um, people in the NHL. Uh, just, you know, going back to your time, well, uh, with uh, Carolina for a sec, um, you know, obviously you were there for so many years, so many great memories, you know, um, would you say the overtime winner to beat the Capitals was your top memory there? And if so, what other top ones just come to mind right away? Yeah, that one definitely is at the top for sure. But I think um, just going through the first couple of years, we weren't a good team. And um, mm -hmm. I feel like in the dressing room, it didn't really feel like 
we had the drive to make it to the playoffs and win the Stanley Cup. And then when uh, Roddy took over the bench, I think um, he really changed the culture and the mindset in that dressing room where if we didn't win a cup, we failed. And I think um, mm-hmm. you need that in a dressing room. And I think he just drove that. So I think um, just when we won that first series and made it to the playoffs last year after so long, I think um, it was just so special for all the players, all the fans, and just the organization in general. So I have um, a lot of memories there that are good, and uh, I'm going to miss it, but I'm uh, just really looking forward to this new chapter and starting in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, again, man, everyone is so excited for you to be here, especially after, you know, what happened with expansion. You know, you were probably one of the top targets. Um, A lot of people um, just are, are in the fan base and in the media actually put on there to um, replace what was lost, and I think you know you're probably going to do a hell of a job on the team. Whether it's you know in the defensive zone, on the power play, killing penalties, um, going to the front of the net, whatever it is with your game. I'm trying to come up with some other questions here because I think I've honestly almost run out of anything to ask you because you've just been great with so many of these answers. I think actually one more just popped into now. So, you know, I don't know if you had the chance to look over the schedule yet. I mean, obviously, you know, signing with the team is so fresh and you've, there's been so many moving parts, you know, with meeting with the media to, you know, just, you know, getting acquainted with the team, you know, to talking to new teammates. Um, are there a couple games on the schedule that you have really circled just with being excited to play them next year? Or is every game kind of just the, the same? Yeah, I, ever since signing there, I've been kind of busy, but I've definitely glanced over the schedule, and I think um, obviously it's going to be pretty cool to go back in the PNC Arena yeah. and play there. So that's going to be a cool experience for me, and just um, to go back and see everybody and just um, enjoy another game in PNC, and uh, hopefully go in there with Pittsburgh and uh, take two points from them. That's that's the perfect answer, Brock. That's what I was hoping to hear, especially um, at the end. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they'll be playing Rock You Like a Hurricane like they do before every game. That was also, again, one of my favorite things when I was tuning into a playoff game with Carolina since I like to watch the whole league. Um, Just hearing them play the Scorpion song um, was nothing better. Is there also, uh, I guess I'll also end with this. Is there a road trip that you look forward to each year, whether it's going to Western Canada California, the Florida trip, you know, Vegas, um, and about that. Is there one specific road trip that you look forward to as a player, you know, just to get away from home for a bit, or is it just all the same for you? Uh, there's obviously some cool ones. I think um, whenever um, we come back to Toronto, I think that's cool mm-hmm. just because all my family and friends are around here and they usually come to the game. So that's always special getting to play in front of them and, um, that's mainly the one, but um, obviously you like to go to the Floridas and uh, warm places and uh, sometimes escape the snow, but uh, <laughs> it's not, uh, I think you're playing in the NHL. I think um, anywhere you go is going to be a blast. Yeah, you know, you're definitely going to have to escape the snow uh, in Pittsburgh now that you're here for four years. You know, I know down in Raleigh, it, it snows, but you know, not as much, not nearly as much as it does up there. I mean, you know, all the Pittsburgh, all the Yinzers. Maybe get one or two. (laughs) All the Yinzers will tell you, you know, when late November, December comes around, man, it is just, you're you're looking for snow in the forecast every week. And they'll usually get dumped on 
uh, quite a few times over the winter, or it'll just be brutally cold. I mean, I remember I went to a Steelers game um, over New Year's Eve just a few years ago, and it was, um, I think they dropped five inches of snow, and it was negative three degrees during the game. So um, that, that's what potentially you might be looking forward to for um, a Pittsburgh winter. Luckily, I think on the schedule... Make sure to bring a warm coat. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you definitely have to bring um, a warm coat. And luckily, I think on the schedule... Um, around that time, it's one of the. I think it's the Western Canada or the Western California trip. I, or not the Western California trip. The California trip overall. Um, excuse me. Um, it's it's one of the two. I'm gonna have to double check on that, for sure. But I don't think there's anything else, um, on my mind right now to ask. Um, I just want to thank you for coming on, and of course, you know, being the first player to come on to the Locked On Penguins podcast. I understand, you know, you're a busy guy. There's, you know, just so much going on with just with signing with the team and, you know, being around your family with the lake and getting acquainted with everyone. But I really appreciate you coming on to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. And hopefully um, down the road, I can get you on for a second episode, whether before the season, somehow during the season, or, you know, more likely um, after the season, the season, which hopefully ends in another banner raising in Pittsburgh. I really hope so, and I appreciate you having me on here. Yeah, absolutely. So, again, thank you all so much for listening to this episode. You can go follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes and the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. And, of course, you can go follow um, Brock McGinn on Twitter as well at Brock McGinn21, as I'll be tagging his Twitter when I post the episode on both my Twitter accounts. But, again, thank you all so much for listening to this episode, and we'll do another one of these tomorrow.